Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Life is Mild podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Brian. Join with I me as always. I am your other host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your other host, Sterling. Yes. Yes. Coming live from Chicago. Chicago. And, and I'm coming live from Grand Ledge, Michigan. The real streets. <laughs> You don't know about it. You don't know nothing about this cul-de-sac life. <laughs> I run these cul-de-sacs. <laughs> That's the real life is mild, living on a cul-de-sac. Just thugging, playing gangster music as I drive down the street. And old people walking their dog and raking leaves. <laughs> Getting their boats ready for the winter. Thug life. Thug life. That's how it is. That's how we do. Gangsta, gangsta. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what a cul-de-sac was until I was in high school and my friends were like, because I didn't live in the burbs. I didn't know. If you live on a cul-de-sac, you live on a dead end. Like yeah. that was my whole thing. Right. And then my friend was like, I live at this cul-de-sac. And I was like, I don't know what you're saying. And they were all like, you don't know what a cul-de-sac is. I was like, bitch, I live in the city like a normal person. <laughs> I feel like I knew of cul-de-sacs, but they were just like a thing from a TV show. I didn't right. I didn't really experience it until like we bought this house. Right. No, no, I didn't like it was just like a couple of friends lived on them. And I was like, I guess this is a thing. I didn't even know anybody Again. lived on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. <laughs> Again, they're just dead ends in my in my world. Now I get it. Now it makes a little bit more sense, but at 16 years old it's like okay i'm fairly certain i'm the first person i know personally that has lived in a cul-de-sac it's interesting i like the i like the you know neighbors all kind of seen each other one of my shows that we will talk about today features the cul-de-sac crew um i will not give this away <laughs> <laughs> but i know that two Three people in my life also outside of you watch the show. So we've got Ooh. some other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's see. So how, how have you been? How have I been? I have been fine. We just got through Thanksgiving, um, which was lovely. I will say it was probably the least stressful holiday I've ever had considering 2020 being a shit show this past holiday was like very relaxing because I think you know no traveling no who are we gonna see and how are we gonna split our time and oh I have to take off time from work and even though I did take off time from work it was just like obviously I did I have a million hours because nobody takes time off when you're working from home because you're like what's the point yeah <laughs> Look, I can't go anywhere <laughs> I can't live it up so it was very lovely, very relaxing. I needed it. I realized I did need some days off to like not checking my email and sitting in front of a computer all day. So how was your, how was your Thanksgiving? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, Thanksgiving, like you said, it was very, pretty much relaxed. Um, we did it with our, our my in-laws cause I see them every day anyway. And we're pretty much the only human contact we have with is with each other. So yes, same um, here, same here. We went to Carl's parents' house because they're the only other people we see. 
So, uh, you know, that was good. I was a little bit bummed. My mom was supposed to come visit. Uh, today is her birthday. Shout out to JD. Um, oh, happy birthday, JD. So she was supposed to come visit and hang out for a few days. But, you know, given everything going on, she was she decided to be safe and we'll try again in the spring. So it sucks. Yeah. Haven't seen my mom in over a year because ass clowns won't, you know, wear a mask and yeah. use common sense. But hey, right. you know what? You know, some people get to have their big wedding. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's super awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I miss my parents like so much. We went and saw them in July, but we like did the COVID testing ahead of time, like mm -hmm. quarantine, made sure. And I was like, it was the happiest I've ever been to see them because I was like, I just miss you. And I was like, I don't know the next time I'm going to see them. Like, yeah. I was like, who knows? And yeah, still don't know. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen my twin sister in over a year. I don't know when I'll see my twin sister again because she moved to Arizona. I thought uh, she moved. I didn't know if she moved or was just like spending the winter there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, she, uh, she no decided it was time for a change and, you know, good on her way to take yeah, that leap. Sure. Uh, yeah. But it sucks because I don't know when I'll get to see her again. Yeah. Haven't seen my oldest sister in a year and a half. Uh, hmm. Haven't seen my middle sister and mom in over a year, so... You know, that part sucks because uh, mm -hmm. I'm used to us just, you know, being able to goof off and lollygag. But yeah, pretty. Hopefully, the spring will bring uh, some much better news. And uh, we fingers <laughs> crossed for this vaccination. Please, um, please. I, I actually would really like. It. I was having a conversation with people at work and they were like, oh, I'm not taking any vaccine, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I will be first in line when they no give it out. Kidding. No kidding. Because I was like, give it to the healthcare people. I know at like my job where mental health professionals are like going out in the field, they're like trying to get them to get it maybe. And I was like, absolutely. Like, yeah. let them go first. You know, I was like, but after that. <laughs> please when, where do when, where do i need it i'll lift it, i'll come in you should give it to me anywhere right the normal when they give it up to the normal people i will be there early. i'll be there <laughs> i would i would like i would like my life back a little yeah. bit i'm starting to hit that like lack of motivation now because mm -hmm. it's like it was kind of early on and then it was like okay we'll just like do this and then it was normal and now I'm like it's dark it's cold it just sucks like I'm so miserable yeah and so not motivated to do anything <laughs> ever I it's so feel hard. you completely uh yeah. one guy was like oh the government just wants to inject you with stuff and I was like if they wanted to inject you with stuff what first off you're not important enough for the government to want to inject you personally yeah. with anything like you, provide you are a, you are a moron and could probably get tricked into getting this shot that would take control of your life with like right. a pack of skull or something right. so you're a moron they don't want they don't want to track you period calm down sir yeah you're not important <laughs> i know i know your teachers and parents probably told you so but here's Fun uncle thompson <laughs> uncle thompson here with the truth you're not important at, not all. at all at and all. the slightest <laughs> can't stress that enough oh man 
Okay, well, I guess we can go ahead and dive on into the, the sad and depressing part of the show. Let's just yes. get it out the way. Since Not we good. last recorded, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, hmm. uh, whom some of you may know as the uh, howdy doody ass bastard who carried his monkey ass across state lines with an assault rifle and ended up killing two people at a protest, uh, pro quote unquote, protecting a business that uh, he did not own, uh, had no ties to. Um, he's out on bail because people donated money to so he could be free. <laughs> Uh, and your boy has feelings. <laughs> oh, it's it's a lot. So when this happened, I saw it, and I saw that like Ricky Schroeder, the actor from Silver Spoons, I guess, which was before my time. Um, he was in like four episodes of Scrubs, so that's like the only way I really know him. NYPD Blue, I think, too, mm -hmm. donated to his GoFundMe. I think he donated like a ton of money. He got him I was like, over I don't know why the, he got him over the hump. I think he donated like fifty thousand dollars or something. Jeez. Which is surprising that Ricky Schroeder has fifty thousand dollars. Like but. yeah, right. I was like, what are you doing? Silver Spoons is not on any streaming <laughs> and it's definitely not in syndication. You are not so, getting residual checks like you, that. You gotta, you gotta be all. better with your money, buddy. Yeah, you're making terrible decisions. Clearly you're making terrible decisions because you're a horrible racist obviously if you're contributing to kyle rittenhouse's uh bail fund and wasn't it a christian gofundme am i oh, yeah. mistaken you're absolutely correct it was a, a bunch of uh christians who uh <laughs> who decided Show, showing god's love to yeah. a murderer which yeah. i'm pretty sure is one of the ten commandments and you know all up and through the bible it says you know don't kill but, but at least he's not gay I mean, oh yeah and at least he wasn't providing abortions because that's that'll get you right anybody who uh picks up on this podcast don't isolate that last clip that was me being sarcastic <laughs> i love my gay brothers and sisters yeah, so exactly i just <laughs> i was like hmm, that would be a pretty bad sound bite <laughs> like no i don't listen to the whole thing Listen to the entire sense. Sarcasm, folks. Also, don't cancel me. I don't want to start. An, I don't want to start another Twitter account. Please don't cancel <laughs> me. Third. Yeah, he's a. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, there was the I think congressman or someone in Florida who had tweeted abortion is murder, and then like in the same couple of hours, tweeted Kyle Rittenhouse for Congress, and yeah. I was like, this is this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like, it's infuriating. Yeah, it because I just think back to some of the, and it's sad that I have this, like just uh, this memory of all the unarmed black people who have been shot by police for much less. Um, mm -hmm. Like John Crawford, who was in Walmart in Ohio and was just walking through the store holding like a little airsoft rifle and police just ran in and shot him. Like mm -hmm. there. Meanwhile, old Kylie here mm -hmm. gets the cross state lines, have an assault rifle, shoot two people. Police let him go home. They let him turn himself in, 
And then there's such an outcry for him to get out that celebrities, and I put celebrities in quotation marks, donate money for him to get out. Like it's, yep. It boggles the mind. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's like such peak white privilege. Like he, he murdered two people. He broke so many laws, then murdered people on top of the other laws that he was breaking and just gets to walk around free. And I don't, to, to me, it's like, it's the example of white privilege that I will forever use when talking about this. Cause it's, we can use examples of uh, black men who've been shot and killed by police or black people in general. And then just to be like, and do you see what Kyle Rittenhouse gets to just be free? And that's yeah. so wonderful for him and his family, but like not the people he killed. It's just, it just, yeah, it boggles my mind. Like, it, and it, it, it boggles my mind too when people say that white privilege doesn't exist. And I'm, I don't get it. There have been people we went to North Park with who I've had this conversation with where they say, oh, well, you know, I have to go to work or my parents worked hard and blah, blah, blah. Where's my white privilege? And mm -hmm. the white privilege isn't a, a check that you get in the mail. Right. It's, it has nothing to do with work ethic and it's <laughs> any of that. It's societal benefit of the doubt. So right. if... I get pulled over by police and shot. The first question is going to be, well, what did he do? Whereas if this white person I was talking to gets pulled over and shot, the first question is, why did that cop shoot him? Yep. Like that's the difference. Yep. Absolutely. And, and Kyle Rittenhouse is just such a prime example of this. And for people to still question it or not understand it and not see it, it, it just makes me so, so many feelings. Like, I just feel sad. I feel frustrated. I'm angry. I don't, I don't understand why people continue to deny something so obvious. Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. We have yeah. example after example and, and everybody can give them to you. And yet you choose not to listen to them and still claim that, you know, you struggled and, oh, you had to work for everything that you've ever gotten. And I'm, sitting there like no it's first of all it's not about work ethic so right. shut the fuck up about that stop bringing that up i don't know and okay so just uh apples to apples you got khalif browder in new york also mm -hmm. 17 years old he was arrested for stealing a book bag with a camera accused of stealing a book bag with a camera 700 dollars, a credit card and an ipod touch when he got arrested, the guy said, those are the guys that robbed me or robbed his brother, excuse me. They did not have any of the items. And then the guy comes back and says, well, they didn't rob him tonight. They robbed him a week ago. Like his story kept changing. So it's mm -hmm. enough reasonable doubt there where, I don't know, you don't take a 17-year-old and lock him up in Rikers for three years without trial, yep. over $700, an iPod touch, and a credit card that was probably canceled the moment it was lost. Yep. Like it's, he was in 
solitary confinement for two years. Huh. He, that poor guy ended up killing himself yep. because of the treatment he got in Rikers. Rikers is probably the worst prison in, it's a modern day Alcatraz. It's the worst prison in the United States in terms of treatment of prisoners. And to send a 17 year old to that is unconscionable. And meanwhile, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle gets to go home after he murdered two people. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, Ooh, I'm, I'm getting heated. I'm like, it, it just makes me want to mm, just choke yeah. somebody because. Because yeah. it, it's not, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. It just, it feels like this shouldn't be happening still. It shouldn't be like this. Mm -hmm. And yet here we are. And it's 2020 and we're still dealing with this shit and people still deny it. And I don't know. And you wonder why know. people like riot. Exactly. Like, exactly. This is something that should make everybody angry. This is something, you know, right, left, conservative, liberal, whatever. You should be pissed off at a justice system that allows stuff like this to happen. You want to talk exactly. about America being the greatest country on earth? It's not acting like it. No, it ain't acting. Not at like all. It. It, it hasn't for quite some time. Like it is. I but love you, America, but it is a piece of shit. Chris Rock had that joke a few years ago where he's like, "If you black, you got to look at America a little different. You got to mm -hmm. look at America like the uncle that sent you, that paid for you to go to college, but he <laughs> molested you." <laughs> Terrible, but it's true it's terrible <laughs> but it's so true it's problematic but it's For true sure. it's true it's just yeah exactly it's oh. this fucking country yeah. speaking of this country and our presidential election uh with donald trump not yet officially conceding um and so he's 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 fine doing the transition i guess um paid three million dollars to have wisconsin <laughs> count their ballots again only for joe biden <laughs> only for joe biden to get more uh, uh which is great and now he's he he's floated the idea out there that he will hold a 2024 rally on inauguration day which then means he will not be at Joe Biden's inauguration, which is the first time I think, at least in modern day, that a, the sitting president has not come to an inauguration of the next president. Um, I want to <clears> say <throat> Kennedy was the last one and that's because he was assassinated. That's so. right, that's because he died. Yeah. And so there we have it. There is good old Donald Trump, what a bitch. I, I just want to say, I don't want him to concede. I you want don't want him, him to concede. I don't. I want him to go out like the petulant little bitch that he is. Because if he concedes and shows any kind of grace whatsoever, it'll be he's really grown and he's doing mm -hmm. what's best for the country. That's the story. I you're want, absolutely right. I want him to go out 
historically as the greatest bitch that's ever like been in office move over andrew jackson okay because (laughs) donald trump is taking your spot and i desperately want to see him dragged out and because we were on twitter and we were both commenting on something or maybe you shared it but it was somebody was like nobody wants to see donald trump like escorted out of the white house and i was like um that's the only thing getting me through the rest of this year is like the hope that i will watch him like kicking and screaming getting dragged out by secret service and all his shit just thrown at him i just i'm i'm desperate for it i want it so bad and here's where i had that problematic thought again because i i read i read that headline i read that article and my first thought was bitch you don't know me because I absolutely want to see it. I want to see it so bad. Like that would give me, that would be my favorite thing of all. I would probably not tweet anything else, but videos of him getting drug out, set to different songs every day for a full calendar year. Absolutely. And I would like every single one of them and retweet them. my whole life yeah I would retweet my own tweets which I'm (laughs) firmly against but but (laughs) this time I'll make an exception because I'm trying to amplify videos of him getting drug out and I want them to throw him out I can't decide if I want him to like power bomb him like out the door or if I want him to like throw him like just like jazz off the fresh prince like I can't decide (laughs) Either one is fine with me. I need to see like a gif of that, like <laughs> Donald Trump's face on, on DJ Jesse Jeff getting thrown out. I would love that. Yeah, I'm sure that there's some creative out there that's going to hear this. Yes. Please, I will, please do this. I will send you money. Not a lot yeah, but- because I'm not rich. Yeah. I didn't get my black but- privilege check this month. Yeah, I didn't get my but- George Soros check yet, but. I will Venmo you a couple of bucks. So I'll, I'll get you some. I get, get you some. a good deal on a car. Oh, <laughs> uh, the like, other thing that I saw today that was trending uh, pretty hard was this restaurant twerking situation that happened in <laughs> Dallas. Now, so I stumbled upon it, and I was like, "This is a hilarious situation." Uh, The restaurant in Dallas is called True Kitchen and Cocktails. It is a black owned restaurant and they have a DJ that spins. Um, So apparently a couple of women stood up in the booth and started twerking. The owner said that he had requested that they stopped in a polite way, but it went on for about 10 minutes. And then he throws a fit in the middle of the dining room floor with all of these people just like, oh, I made this establishment for us and you're not treating it with respect. And if you don't respect this and y'all can get out and blah, 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 blah. So Twitter was on both sides of this. I'm, I'm reading all the tweets. People are going back and forth. Oh, the restaurant owner was right. Oh, he was wrong. This is all bullshit. Here was my biggest issue is that this was a packed ass restaurant and not one motherfucker had a mask on not one person i think the owner may have had one but he pulled it down to yell at everybody in the dining room 
distanced eating where people are with just their groups and then six feet away. This was a packed restaurant and not one person had a mask on. Okay, so I had the same thought. Like I was like, okay, I want to be upset for these ladies, but at the mm -hmm. same time, you don't need to have your ass in a crowded restaurant. Okay, so there's that. Also, I have no real sympathy for the owner because, dude, you served them a whole bottle of Doucet Cognac. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? What did you think? This is like when Kanye West walked into the VMAs with a bottle of Hennessy. Mm -hmm. They knew some rambunctiousness was about to go down. Right. Like He's getting shit-faced. Like, he, he's like sticking his tongue in Amber Rose's ear on the red carpet. That's right. He, he's only a third of the way through the bottle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the time he gets to that halfway point, it's going to get real. It's going to get real. Yeah. Real fast. So, I, also, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Right. Black brunch. You go say ain't no twerking. You got a DJ in there. What you, what, what you playing? What, kind what did of you expect? I just want to know what kind of music. Like if they got up there and they were like twerking to like Frankie Beverly and Maze, then okay, fine. Like fine. you know, no get way. over there and tell them like calm your ass down. But if <laughs> if you're up there playing Megan the Stallion, you know, body, then sorry, Chief. Them's what the did rules. You expect? I I don't write the rules. Okay, if you play Megan the Stallion. People have a right to twerk if they want to twerk. <laughs> if they want to twerk. This is what it is. People were excited. They were happy and drunk. And yeah. you were playing really good music. I don't know what to say. Yeah, With all due respect, sir, it's kind of your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> Not to victim blame, but... <laughs> I'm a victim blame a little. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, nobody... I'm victim blaming on both sides, though, because I'm like, you know, Absolutely. not everybody's wearing masks. You're in a crowded restaurant. Have you can't can't have brunch with you know two of your people and do it in a nice socially distant manner. No, you got to go to a restaurant. Gotta go to a restaurant. You got to twerk. Like no, <laughs> I'm gonna make fun of you if you get kicked out, <laughs> and then I'm gonna Absolutely. turn around and make fun of the owner for having to get up there and give this. It was how he said his little speech. Yes. It gave me shades of Bill Cosby's pound cake. Yes, yes. Now, if he got up there and talked about how, you know, we got to have a little bit of decorum. Uh, you know, I asked politely. They didn't listen. That's why they were removed. If you do, if you do so, I will remove you as well. Fine, I get it. But to get up there and mm -hmm. pull the, I built this for Black people, but not them Blacks. Yep. Oh not no, black. not them Negroes. I'll never be like those They're... Negroes. <laughs> <laughs> them, them folks are not allowed here. Don't trust them Negroes. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right about it sounding like a Bill Cut. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's exactly it. That's why, and that's what bothered everybody. I couldn't like figure it out because I was like, I mean, he's got a point, but also he's such a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my big thing. So I was like, dude, don't give me the Bill Cosby pound cake speech and maybe yeah. I would, I'd, I could get down with you, but now you got to catch these jokes. Yep, absolutely. Sorry, you did it to yourself.
I mean, he's lucky I don't live in Texas because once all this was over, me and me and uh, I'd get a group of guys and we go there and romp thems and, <laughs> and and go and just you know twerk, twerk all day, <laughs> all day. Like, give me some eggs, Benedict. Now let me twerk. <laughs> let me twerk because these are delicious. Mmm, this Belgian waffle calls for some twerking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Now, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure Carl told you about it, but NBA player Nate Robinson mm-hmm. decided to mm-hmm. take his short little ass to the boxing ring and fight a YouTube star who apparently has been training the box for a few years, and he got knocked the hell out. I mean, he got his ass whooped. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> even close. I saw the clip on Twitter so Carl watched it and he came in and he was like sterling (laughs) he said Jake Paul knocked the fuck Nate Robinson and I was like oh damn I was like because fuck Jake Paul I was like he's the worst I was like oh no and then the next day I saw it on Twitter and I did Nate Robinson like train at all? Did he just go in thinking being an athletic individual? I think he trained basically the summer. Okay. Like that was like, oh yeah, yeah. basically I'm so athletic because, you know, he went to college on a football scholarship. Mm-hmm. He played on the basketball team, won a couple of dunk contests. So yeah, he's he's a wildly athletic dude. However, he's also 36 years old. And mm-hmm. he's only boxed for like three or four months. Oh, no. And this oh. Jake Paul cat has apparently boxed for like, you know, two or three years. Oh, no. So that's a problem. <laughs> like. <laughs> it's so bad. And he's like eight inches shorter than him. Like it was all bad from every angle. Like, but I think my favorite thing that came from the. <laughs> from this were all the memes but i i kind of like the self-righteous memes so you got dr umar johnson (laughs) who took one of our faves he took time out of his very busy schedule of you know legitly building schools to uh post a meme called hashtag unapologetic and it said, to see so many Black folk laugh and make fun of Nate Robinson speaks directly to the self-hatred and lack of honor and cohesiveness that we have as a people. Had a fighter from any other culture been knocked out during his first fight, there would have been an outcry of support and compassion. Only the Negro will make a mockery of himself in front of the whole world. Keep your head up, Nate, and prepare for your rematch, brother. to which to which i must reply is he new to this (laughs) twitter makes fun of everybody for everything jason derulo fell down the steps at the met gala like three years ago and every time something happens, someone posts to me like, breaking news, Jason Derulo has fallen down the steps at the 2020 NBA draft. Like, it does not matter. Every time, jokes, every time. 
jokes are greater than facts on Twitter, okay? <laughs> and if you get knocked out by a YouTube star, guess what? You deserve these jokes. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. It happens. <laughs> and people, what, he, what kills me with that kind of like thinking is it forgets people like when Ronda Rousey got knocked out. Mm -hmm. I saw that foot hitting her face on memes for a solid year. 365 yeah. days like yep. every day i saw at least one ronda rousey got knocked the hell out joke so <laughs> believe me it is not just black people no everybody never. can get these jokes. everybody forever and ever rightfully so like the internet is equal opportunity like offender <laughs> makes fun of everybody like just ruins people no matter who you are exactly like, this is going to happen on the on the interwebs that is why it is a horrible place but also the greatest place to ever exist i i agree uh it's it's a terrible cesspool of aw awfulness but it can also bring us together in some of this awfulness that <laughs> you know i admit maybe i shouldn't have taken so much joy in seeing him get knocked out uh, it, particularly because I felt like he let the ancestors down. I was like, come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. This was worse than um, when Wilder, Deontay Wilder, heavyweight champ, got knocked out by uh, Tyson Fury, the big gypsy king, as he calls himself. And I'm like, dude, come on. You talked all this stuff about how mm -hmm. you were powered by the ancestors. He walked out there <sighs> in this light up robe that weighed like 35 pounds. Like he looked like he was death personified walking to the ring. And then he got his monkey ass whooped by that schlubby white dude. Like it was, <laughs> it was bad. And <laughs> I was like, come on, man. You can't say you was doing this for the ancestors. And then, and then, and then get mad when people make jokes like you shame the ancestors. You brought the ancestors up. <laughs> We we weren't gonna include them, but you were talking about them this whole time, so now we're gonna do it. Marcus you Garvey wasn't doing door. anything. Marcus <laughs> Garvey was shit. resting in the afterlife, and then you brought him up. Now yeah. he got a laugh at. Now we gotta Photoshop him in the background looking disapprovingly at you. <laughs> That's what they should do with the Nate Robinson meme. It's him laying there, and then like in the crowd, just be like all these pictures of all of our ancestors, all of our historical figures, just disappointment. Oh, it's funny you say that because I'm about to text you something right now. Stop, please tell me it already exists. <laughs> oh, oh yes, it does. That's what's up. Oh man. Oh yeah, I just texted it to you. I, I, I was pretty happy when I saw this one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it comes through. I haven't gotten it yet. Slow ass inter interwebs. Uh, oh, don't even get me started. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. That's oh. beautiful. Oh, I love the internet. Oh. I, I, I think it's one. Martin in the corner with his hands clasped that, like, yes, with his hand, it seals is. it for me. <laughs> it's just Malcolm X, just so disappointed. Rosa so Parks is just like, Oh, oh, buddy. oh, this is beautiful. Buddy. That's a work of art. And I wish really I, is. I really wish I could find out who did that so I could properly credit them. Yes. I don't like posting memes without like properly crediting people. 
Uh, yeah. So if I ever find out I'm reposting it with that that brother's act, because I know that was just a petty dude. Just <laughs> he probably He's paid. Probably one of our friends. <laughs> he paid the fifty dollars for that pay per view, and he was pissed off. So he was like, he was "I'm about, off. I'm ruining his online career." And luckily, you know, Nate Robinson appears to have a good sense of humor about it. Like he's hopped on and hadn't been all like, I bet you wouldn't do it or you didn't have the guts to do it. Like he's taking it all in stride. Like okay, he knows he got good. his he knows he got his ass knocked out. Like that's good. Yeah. Can't deny it. Yeah. There's tape. I've seen the film. We have receipts. <laughs> All right, so today we are going to talk about binge watching. So TV is my favorite thing. I love watching television, uh, have forever. And right now, I think with not being able to do anything else except basically watch TV, uh, like most of us, we've all been consuming tons of media and with streaming services and everybody has a streaming service, everybody has multiple original shows on their service. It's like hard to keep up. Um, so we decided today we're just going to break down some of our favorites, some of the best things we watched, the worst things we watched, recommendations, uh, things we haven't watched, maybe are slightly ashamed to admit it because everybody talks about it, those types of things. So <clears throat> I'm going to start you off. So Brian, what are you watching right now? Right now, in this moment, I am watching uh, a lot of animated shows. Um, Animaniacs, shout nice. out to our good friend shout Lee. Out to Lee. <laughs> um, I am watching uh, just a god awful show uh, called Brickleberry. It's offensive. <laughs> it's um, I haven't even it, heard of it. Yeah, it, it's on. Um, it was on Comedy Central for like two years. Um, Daniel Tosh is one of the people behind it. So it's wild offensive. Yeah. But I can't help but laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's probably setting the human race back because it's it's everything. It's racist, sexist, all this. But your boy watches it. Like it's yeah. it's just terrible. But it's kind of funny to me. Um and King of the Hill. Nice. I was watching that earlier, uh, earlier in the fall, for sure. Because I loved it. Oh, that is Bobby Bobby Hill is one of my favorite characters of all time, I think. Bobby is just so go with the flow and laid back and able to just he's a role model for us all. And I say that 100 percent seriously. I'm not even joking <laughs> when I say that. Like, I remember an episode where they try to, like, break Bobby, but he's just so laid back, and Hank says, like, yeah, he's a pile of goo, but the thing about goo is when you hit it, it doesn't give. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love King of the Hill. Good choices. Uh, I am currently watching Elementary. Uh, this is, I watched it when it aired. It was, like, the one CBS show that I watched. Because I don't think CBS makes great television. 
um, but they always have really high ratings for all their terrible shows. Um, but it stars Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller, who on the last podcast were my <laughs> can get it winner and winner up. Um, and I'm also watching here and there, I'm watching Psych, which is basically just another Sherlock Holmes type of show <laughs> with um, James Rodé Rodriguez and Dulé Hill, uh, who would play you, as we know. Um, <clears throat> and that's my sister's favorite show. She loves it. That's her number one like comfort show is Psych. So clearly I'm on a Sherlock Holmes kick. <laughs> I love anything Sherlock Holmes. That is a fun fact about me. So those are the two shows that I'm watching right now uh, and fun, enjoying it. Fun little fact, though, about uh, the CBS shows. Like, I used to be wild into the CSIs. Oh, I'm okay. I'm talking Miami, Las oh. Vegas, um, New York. I didn't really get into it when it was like New Orleans and there was like little Bow Wow on the cast. That was just like a bridge too far for me. I was oh, like, yeah. you know what? This is where I get off. But yeah, I I actually own uh, like two seasons of CSI New York on DVD. I don't think I've, I think I've seen like one episode of CSI. Yeah. One. Yeah. But no, I didn't know I, it was just it, It's just, to me, it's just like this formulaic, mm -hmm. you, you don't have to watch the whole season. You could pick up in episode 13 and in 15 minutes have an idea of where the whole season has been like yeah gotcha one of those it's just a procedural yeah type of thing yeah that's fair like svu you don't really need to you just kind of law and order svu just dive in wherever and i know we're on a kick of uh rightfully so i don't i don't mean to like belittle uh the movement here of uh you know calling out police brutality and stuff but now that i'm a little bit more educated um Holy crap, all the violations at SVU. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, Stabler, you are a like, psychopath. <laughs> They're doing terrible things. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you you got the guy, but holy crap, how many rights did you violate of people to get to this to guy? It's like, mm, this might be a forced confession, mm. sir. I don't know if I feel good about this now. <laughs> <laughs> so what show did you start during COVID that you probably, you had never seen before um, that you started during COVID? Um, okay, so there was Watchmen. Mm -hmm. um, obviously all the award nominations and plus, I mean, it's got Regina King in it. I'll pretty much watch anything with Regina King. She's so good in everything um, she does. And it has Yaya in it for you. I know. Oh my God. He's I know so he can hashtag get it. From, oh, can uh, he ever? He's so beautiful. Most of the women that I know. <laughs> that smile um, lights up the world. It's the, yeah, I know. I can get it. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, and I'm an award winning actor. And I'm like, my God, you beautiful man. Mm. You dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, Mind Hunter uh, mm. blew, through to, blew through that whole series. Me and Carrie knocked that out because uh, we we started it, I think, when we moved here, and then just kind of like stopped like after three episodes. So we rewatched it 
because we didn't have anything else going on. And yeah, it's good. And also uh, Ozark. Nice. Ozark is not one I've watched. I've wanted to, just haven't haven't been in the mood yet. Haven't been in the mood yet. Our good friend, uh, Adam Wogan, a.k.a. Hater Soda, who Mm -hmm. hates on most things, uh, gave the thumbs up to the show. And I was like, you know what? If it's good enough for Hater Soda... It's good enough for me. It's good enough for me. I know. He he gives me all the all the TV recommendations. Where I'm like, is it really good? And he's like, just trust me. And I'm like, why do I even question him? Why do I question him? He's never led me astray. No, never. He's the one who told me to watch the Adam Sandler comedy special on Netflix. And he texted me and was like, you should watch it. And I said, are you, are you trying to like play a prank on me to make me watch this? <laughs> he said, no. And I said, but like, seriously, I'm not. I'm not going to do this if you're joking with me. And he said, Sterling, I watched it twice already. It was one of the funniest damn stand-ups I've ever seen. I <laughs> laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> Is and I got the... my friend Matt to watch it because I was he hates Adam Sandler. I said, you need to watch his stand-up though. And he's like, no, no. And I said, just trust me. And he watched it. He was like, this is really funny. (laughs) I "I know. I forgot that Adam Sandler was a funny person. Was that the one where he does like the song about his keys, wallet, and phone? Was it? I don't even remember because I watched it a while ago. I remember seeing came out. I remember seeing that clip uh, you know, fly around the Twitter. And I was like, I should probably give this a watch. But hearing that it worked for both of you guys, I will, I'll give that a list. I'll watch it. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. He does a whole song dedicated to Chris Farley. It's just, oh, it's great. It's oh, really okay. good. So you're telling me I'm going to weep. That's nice. Yeah, okay. maybe. You'll tear up a little bit. Okay, I'm going to cry. All right. That's cool. Uh, one of the shows that I got into <laughs> was uh, Lucifer. <laughs> so now here's the deal. I would see on Twitter people talking about lucifer but i was like i don't care about this then fox canceled it and twitter was like outraged it was during the time that fox just came through and canceled everything like brooklyn 99 uh the mick or whatever a bunch of shows just got canceled and so other places were picking them up and netflix picked up lucifer and then I saw again that they may not have like renewed it or whatever and people lost their minds again. (laughs) So I said, well, you know what? I need to maybe check this show out. I blew through it. It is ridiculous and phenomenal. Absolutely fantastic. Just not, don't, (laughs) it's a cop procedural drama type of show, but it's funny. He's the devil. And the whole time he keeps telling people he's the devil. shows himself as the devil people act so surprised and i'm like but he's told you the whole time that he was the devil stop acting shocked when he's tell- you're more okay with being with somebody that says they're the devil as opposed to the devil it's weird yeah. it's just a weird show but it's it's highly enjoyable okay i am on a text thread with our good friend liz and our uh, my other friend beth <laughs> That's all about Lucifer and other shows that we watch. Oh, fantastic. I will give that a, I'll give that a watch because I, I think we're pretty, the only show me and Carrie have now that we watch together is uh, This Is Us, mm-hmm. um, which is very good at making you want to weep every week. Yep. yep. Uh, so 
I'd rather watch something that's a little bit lighter. <laughs> yeah, Lucifer's it, man. It's a solid one. So comfort shows. So these are the shows that you can watch over and over and over again. Um, I think comfort viewing has been big during COVID. Uh, people just want their reliable television programming that makes them not have to think. Um, usually it's comedies, I would say for most people. Um, they're not stressed out because they know what's gonna happen. So what are your go-to comfort shows? I have a million, but I had to narrow it down. <laughs> so what I, are your go-to? I also have quite a few comfort shows, but um, right now, uh, like I said earlier, King of the Hill, mm -hmm. um, you can put that on at any time and I will watch it. Um, mm -hmm. Fresh Prince, minus the episode when Will's dad uh, leaves mm -hmm. him. Uh, Terrible, sad, I sad, I don't, sad, sad. I don't need that in my life. Uh, uh, the, let's see the Simpsons seasons one through about 13. Uh, mm -hmm. that's just gold, a solid run. You're not going to find a show that had 13, just a plus years in a row. Right. Um, and American dad. I love that show. Really? I love American dad. And <clears throat> I don't really care for Seth MacFarlane. Like I find family got to be wildly overrated. But mm -hmm. American Dad just hits it for me. I don't think I've ever watched any of American Dad. And I think it's because I feel the same way about Family Guy. When I was in college, I thought it was really funny. And not to be like, I was young and foolish. It was just, it was different. It was kind of ahead of its time. And now other things have caught up and have done it better, in my opinion. And they're doing so the American same Dad, thing. I, yeah. So American Dad is just, I've just never thought about watching it what i like about it is like they just evolve storylines like over the they had like a two or three year like storyline about one of the guys on the show getting abducted by aliens and then his wife like just going crazy like looking at the stars until he comes back like no. just these little like background storylines like of course you got like roger the alien like is a sociopath and right. steve smith is the greatest cartoon character singer of all time that's the hill i'll die on um <laughs> so i mean it's got a good mix of like the ridiculous and a little bit of the heartwarming that you don't get from like a family guy right so my go-to <clears throat> are scrubs Scrubs has been my go-to show for years. Uh, I always think it's my number one. People ask me what my favorite show is, and I think it is always Scrubs. Seasons one through like seven. The last two seasons are pretty whack, but um, but I love it. I just love it. I listen to their podcast. They have the Rewatch podcast, so I listen to that. Uh, Parks and Rec, um, also solid show forever and ever. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. New Girl, which I think I've watched twice during quarantine, but it's just because I'll be cooking and want to throw something on. And so New Girl is usually my go-to while I'm cooking. Um, Schitt's Creek, Forever, one of the best shows ever made. Bob's Burgers, 
Oh, uh, that is how could I forget our, Bob's Burgers? Bob's Burgers, man. That's our that's our family show. All three of us watch it together. And Gene is my guy. <laughs> I know, and it's. I think every episode. We'll be like, oh man, I love Linda. She's the best. Oh, I love Louise. She's the best. Oh, Jean is the best. <laughs> each time, it's just each character is fantastic. Fun fact if we were to have a girl when I was pregnant, her name would have been Vita Louise. Louise after Louise from Bob's Burger. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, was, that was our go to. Um, Kim's Convenience, little known show. It's a Canadian show about a uh, Korean family in Toronto and it's magnificent. Hmm. Um, and then one of my all-time favorites, I know you also love the, the show, Cougar Town, which what, what? <laughs> when it aired, I think you and I were the only two people watching it. And all of our friends were like, why the fuck are you watching Cougar Town? And we'd be like, please just watch it. It's so, so good. Hey, we're meeting at the Globe. That's nice. I'll be there in 30 minutes after Cougar Town. After Cougar Town. Because <laughs> it's a great show. Liz and Allie uh, got into it, and they also think it's hilarious. So thank you, COVID. That's the, that's the best thing to come out of COVID for me was my friends finally watching Cougar Town. Also found out my friend Beth watches it as well and loved it from the beginning. Yeah, so, I feel like I'm I was the only male that I knew that watched Cougar Town. Yes. Yeah, you definitely were. I was religious with it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I still quote it to myself because who else am I gonna quote it to? <laughs> <laughs> but one of my favorite lines, and I will say this all the time, is they're talking about masturbation, and Bobby goes. <laughs> What does he say? There's nothing wrong with making shower babies. It's not a sin if you're doing it for love. Oh, <laughs> um, and I, I think about it randomly, and I just start laughing to myself. <laughs> People are like, "Why are you giggling?" And I can't say I'm thinking about a masturbation joke from Cougar Town, but it's so funny. Uh, I, I think the, the one I think of all the time and I'm like a little problematic, but still extremely funny is, uh, I just had to look it up here just to make sure I'm wording it correctly. We're even the, we're, we're even wearing the same unisex cologne, both by Bruce Jenner. That's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, but and here's one more. I just, uh, I, it's funny. It's on the same page here. You look white trash enough to be Kid Rock's mom. <laughs> it's a uh, great show. Ellie is so savage. Oh, it's a great show. Uh, so what are the best and worst shows you've watched? Um, yeah, during quarantine okay, or whenever. So. I will say best, uh, Mind Hunter, mm -hmm. um, just a different kind of procedural show. Um, I think probably Mind Hunter is excellent. One of the best shows I've ever watched. Uh, what I like about it is like it, it's not like at the end of the episode, like up, oh, we're this step closer. Like there are episodes where they take like three steps back, mm -hmm. and then 
are they going to get fired? Uh, like, so, I mean, it's, it's not the normal kind of procedural. No, um, no, no. And the dude who plays Ed Kemper is so oh, good. He's yeah. so good. Cause if you ever watch the real tapes of Ed Kemper being interviewed, mm-hmm. he sounds and looks just like him, just mm-hmm. like him. The casting on that show is mm-hmm. fantastic. Everybody on that show, like just nails it. Yep. Like, they nail their roles. So yep. um, that was one of the best. I also have uh, Ozark. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason Bateman, he plays a real good scumbag. Uh, kind of like so great. your every man kind of scumbag. Like mm-hmm. you look at him and you're like, mm, who's this milk toast ass dude? <laughs> Uh, but you know, then you talk to him for like 15 minutes and he's talked to you out of your life savings and right owns your house now. Um, and also I will add the assassination <laughs> of Gianni Versace, um, oh. by, uh, what's, uh, Ryan Murphy mm-hmm. who, you know, did, uh, America, the American Horror Stories and, you know, Nip Tuck and all those shows. It's definitely in that Nip Tuck kind of style. Yeah. Um, and it's got the same cast and characters of the American Horror Story series. But okay. uh, yeah, it it's an amazing, they do a great job, you know. And it's yeah. it's done in such a way where like you slowly see him, like his descent into madness. Mm. Cause I wanted to see it. It's it's on my list for sure. I just haven't haven't gotten around to it because Andrew Cunanan was the introduction for me learning about serial killers because he started in Minnesota. And so when I was a kid, I was like, wait, what? There's just somebody running around killing people. And my parents had to be like, no, so here's what a serial killer is. And I was little. <laughs> they were like breaking it down to me because I got very stressed out. And then that introduced me to the world of serial killers, which I'm slightly obsessed with and have been. Now it's like cool to be. And I was like, I'm definitely a hipster when it comes to that shit where I'm like, I was into this shit before you were. So calm yeah. down. Oh Yeah, I definitely was because I remember one time, this was back, you know, single Brian. Uh, <laughs> I'm on the train reading a book about the, uh, the Black Dahlia murders. Ooh, and... Yes. Um, very attractive young lady comes and sits next to me and we're like stalled on the tracks and she's obviously like making conversation to try to like let's keep talking like in hindsight I can realize I was being hit upon yes correct but it's one of those like oh what are you reading and I'm like oh well I'm glad you asked I'm reading about the Black Dahlia (laughs) murders you know the series of murders in Hollywood where women were grabbed and abducted and then bisected and drained of yeah. all their blood. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brian. Brutally. brutally. They were Would you per- like to go out sometime? <laughs> they were perfectly dissected. Anyway, I'm Brian. <laughs> Just casually reading about murders. I promise Wait. I'm not a murderer. Oh, I- wink. <laughs> wink. I didn't actually wink, oh, yeah, no. but after describing like the murders, I'm sure that's what she saw. Oh, of course she did. She and then like, she just like, oh, okay. And then she put her headphones back on. Yep. That's how it goes. <laughs> and in hindsight, like I realized like once I got to Kimball and was walking back to the apartment, I just stopped. I was like, shit. <laughs> I ruined it. 
Now, if it had been 20, like 19, and you were talking about it, she would have been all over it because people love it now. Yeah. But back in the day, when I'm telling my parents about the Green River Killer in detail and talking about all of the horrible murders he committed against sex workers throughout Washington State and possibly on the East Coast because a bunch of murders happened while he was doing a road trip with his wife. Oh, yeah. I was like into it. My parents were just like, please stop. <laughs> oh yeah. I got deep into it. So yes. Maybe that's maybe that should be one of our podcasts. Our feelings on serial killers. Oh, I have feelings. I've watched so a feelings. lot of specials. Oh my <laughs> so much. And uh, God bless um, Carrie. She does, she indulges me in watching some of these but i can tell that it's like look she she doesn't watch need to watch dateline and snapped every night like i could sit down and watch dateline and snapped every night and go to bed and not have a single messed up dream it doesn't phase you at that all. poor girl <laughs> <clears throat> some of the best shows that i have watched um queen's gambit so that was once you know making chess sexy basically basically uh i had no interest at first and then Allie and liz said like check it out and i blew through it really quickly it's so beautiful um i really like the story i'm sure people hate it and there's probably some think pieces out it on it out there but i don't care uh i thoroughly enjoyed it um ted lasso i so this again maker of this is from Bill Lawrence. Uh, he created Scrubs, Cougar Town. So obviously I had to check it out. It is such a good show. Andriana was one of the people who told me to watch it initially. And I was like, dude, I want to, I don't have Apple Plus or whatever. Um, got, got the show and it's such a feel good show. And I didn't know that Ted Lasso was a character uh, before this. So Carl told me about that. And I was like, oh, that's cool, whatever. But this, it's just so well done. It makes you feel really good. <laughs> it's just a really good show. Um, and then Sex Education. I, I think, now, have you watched Sex Education? I've not. I've seen it on there. And like the little picture preview they had up there, I was like, Oh, uh, this is one of those like National Lampoon shows. No, I don't need to dive into that. Like, no, it's fantastic. Everybody I know that's watched it agrees. Uh, high school students, um, main character, his mom is a sex therapist. His best friend is this gay kid who isn't really out at first, I don't think but is maybe a little bit, I don't remember if he, I don't think he did come out officially until later on, but, um, and just all like he, the kid ends up becoming a sex therapist at school for his friends. So he and this girl end up working together where she books the appointments and he like meets with them in this like abandoned bathroom on their campus or something. And just all the shit that goes on in high school and all of that. And it's so good. And it's not a high schooly show. It's not a, you know, One Tree Hill or Dawson's Creek type of shit. I don't, I don't think so. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to hate on any of those shows either. <laughs> but if you're like, no, no, this is excellent. And I, it's, it's, 
It's such a good show. It's such a good show. Also, Jillian Anderson from The X-Files plays the mom, and she looks beautiful. I was just going to say, Jillian Anderson, hashtag, can get it. I mean, She can get it. And she dates this, like, Swedish dude on the show, and he can get it. And he doesn't look like he can get it, but, like, he can get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, like, traditionally handsome. I don't know. Some about him. I'm just like, mm, yes. He's, like, a plumber. I was going to insert, bro, you can work on my pipes any day. <laughs> mm, somebody's got a leaky pipe here. <laughs> what are some of the worst shows that you watched? Okay. Um, so worst shows, uh, Bloodline. Um, oh, really? So I liked the first season. Okay. First season was really good you could really identify with the characters like you didn't agree with everything they did but you saw how they got to those points every season after that i believe it only had i think it had three seasons or did it have two i think it had three um either way by the end of the series i hated everybody on i hated all the family members (laughs) like i didn't root for anybody to win i wanted everybody in prison or to lose what they had because I was like this is so poorly constructed like I can't I can't deal with this like this makes no sense it was one of those turns like in weeds where she went from like this desperate mother trying to you know maintain a lifestyle for her family to well now she's just like banging drug dealers on the hood of a car yeah just cuz like weeds got so (sighs) bad i was like you are truly just a bad person now like it's it's not like you're doing bad things for a good reason like you're doing Mm. bad things for bad reasons yeah and that is what happened with the fine folks at bloodline like that whole Mm. family like just (laughs) so yeah oh and um it's not a show but the movie um Project Power with Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was entertaining, Mm -hmm. but it was bad. Like, like you can, I would recommend watching it just so you have something to like laugh at. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, God bless Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That man's trying to make gold out of everything he can but there's only so much he could do here uh, yeah yeah he ain't a miracle worker right uh, so yeah that is those were probably the two worst I mean I could say that show hoops but I love it so I'm not <laughs> so I'm not, not gonna, gonna. <laughs> uh my worst shows are I have three <clears throat> Dash and Lily now I started it because I thought it was a movie and I was in the mood for like an hour and a half romantic comedy in New York type of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was a series and it is so terrible. Her parents are the worst. First of all, you have these like mid 20 somethings playing like 16, 17 year olds. Uh. <laughs> which I hate because they don't look it and then they don't act it. And then they like get into bars and just drink or 
they just go about town like they don't have curfews or <laughs> parents who give a shit about them at one point the main the dude dash is sitting in his dad's apartment drinking his scotch and his dad comes in and doesn't say anything about it and i was like I don't know what world you grew up in, but my parents would whoop my ass if they caught me doing that. Also, what teenager wants to drink scotch? Right, right. It would make sense if they were, even if they were in college, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're all home for Christmas break. They're 21. They're about to go to their senior year of college. I mean, I could have done better. I could have written a better show. (laughs) You You had the material. It was kind of like a modern day, you've got mail almost, which- you and I both love you've got mail deeply deeply and so I was expecting that no also they live in massive apartments in Manhattan where the Lily's character they try to like later on be like her parents don't make a lot of money and that's why they live with their grandfather and I was like but still he has a four bedroom house like condo in Manhattan four bedrooms and I'm not talking about like shoebox closets turned into bedrooms i'm saying big ass bedrooms one has a fireplace in their room exactly terrible show can't wait for season two totally gonna hate watch it (laughs) which is all of these shows i'm gonna mention uh emily in paris i'm sorry emily in paris as they would like you to pronounce it because it's supposed to rhyme (laughs) I just rolled my eyes so hard. I think I sprained something. (laughs) It is everybody I know, every single woman in my life watched this and was like, this show is so bad. And I loved it. And I, and absolutely it's, I loved it. It's so bad. It's not a good show. It's, It's absolutely ridiculous. Again, it totally got renewed for a season two. And I'll be watching it again, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> These are the show. I do not recommend this show, but I can't stress that enough. <laughs> I can't stress that enough because I don't want you to be like Sterling. You said to watch it, and I'm like, whoa, 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 watch it, but don't ha- have zero expectations. Have like super low expectations. You can only go up from there. Yeah. And then the last one was this terrible show called Sweet Magnolias. It is really bad it's about three friends who live in some southern town i don't know i don't even know (laughs) i can't even remember what it was about but i watched all of it it was like eight episodes probably um i started watching it because one of the women was on the show called drop dead diva on lifetime that i really liked (laughs) again i don't recommend it but i loved it uh and sweet magnolias no just no also they left it on a cliffhanger so i will be watching season two because i need to know what happens in this some of the worst acting i've ever seen in my life by the way terrible terrible acting and you've seen a lot of these actors and one of the main ladies was a singer she was like i'm looking this up right now heather headley yes yes Cause I kept being like, I know her, I know her. And she had this one song back in the day that I loved. Uh, I, re- so, I yeah. remember um, there was a song called like, he is. He is. That yep. was, it was a jam. It was a jammy it jam. It was. So yeah. This is a it's hell of a, a, this is, this is a pretty good cast here. 
I know. Terrible. But just looking at the uh, the overview of it, lifelong friends lift each other up as they juggle relationships, family, and careers in the small southern town of Serenity. Yes, Serenity. That's right. It's hmm. bad. I don't know if I'll be hate watching. That. You don't need to hate watch it. <clears throat> What's a show that you have not watched and might be slightly ashamed to admit? Um, okay, so I have not watched the um, the latest iteration of uh, Sabrina, the, I believe they call it the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, yes. um, Love it. I've heard nothing but good things. It's Love got, it. Got the young uh, young daughter from uh, Mad Men is playing, right? and she's a fantastic actress. She is. She's so good. She's so good. Um, so I do have to watch that. Uh, Riverdale. Um, I I've heard. I've heard it's an entertaining show. Not mm-hmm. maybe not critically acclaimed, but a show that you know you can binge. Yeah. Um, but the big one for me uh, that would su- probably surprise people, given my uh, unhealthy love of uh, professional wrestling, uh, is Glow. I've <sighs> I've never seen a, a single episode of Glow. Oh my god, dude! That's the one you should be ashamed of. It's so good. I yeah, yeah. They do I such a good it. job. <laughs> they do such a good job on that. All of them, every single person. Then they go in the back like backstories of all these different women and they canceled it netflix canceled it like a bunch of jerks netflix always does that yeah so yeah i'm um, looking at the cast right now and it's like all these people that i i love these people allison brie mm-hmm. um who else we got here we got mark Marin. Yep. betty gilpin's in this oh, yes man. kate She's nash like- She's like the second main character. What is that called? Secondary. Second oh man, lead, this is whatever. A, this is hmm, okay. I might have to. Okay, all right. The cast Check is winning me over. Yeah, it. I just never got around to watching it. That's great. Um, one that I have not watched, and this is kind of a throwback. Uh, Breaking Bad. I have never watched Breaking Bad, and that that surprises people quite often. And at this point, I think I know what happens because it's yeah. been so long that I'm just kind of like, well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. I kind of don't. I had somebody like when the final, it was actually about maybe a year or so after the finale and they were talking about the ending. And I was like, wait a minute, I haven't. And then I stopped myself because I'm like, hold on. They shouldn't have to censor themselves because I'm slow as shit. Right. In, in catching up here. Speak right. freely. I'm the idiot who should have watched it when it happened. Right. No, exactly. I've had I've had plenty of time. Plenty of time. And I just didn't do it. Yep. It, yep. Yeah. I saw somebody tweeting about um the usual suspects. And another person was like, oh, way to spoil the ending. What? <laughs> and it was like, the movie came out in 1995. <laughs> Dude, like, I'm not like always joked on like different shows, like, oh, Kaiser Sose, like, come on, man. I'm people aren't gonna do a spoiler alert for a movie 25 years old. Five years old. We don't have to do that. Yeah. No, at, at that point, you're just not going to see the movie. Like, yeah like just give it up it's okay it's okay 
But yeah, I've only seen season one of uh, Breaking Bad. I always thought the wife got a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, okay, um, I'm not really... I know it's well acted because, yep. I mean, look at the cast. But yeah, I just haven't got around to it. Maybe if uh, if our punishment uh, extends further, uh, I'll have right. no choice because I'll run out of TV I'll shows. Run out of TV shows. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> going to need some new to. content. I can only rewatch The Wire so many times. <laughs> exactly. Um. So for the end of this, what are your recommendations for TV shows for people? Okay, so uh, I will go with Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. As we discussed earlier, just, I mean, it's it's almost like watching a documentary how well these guys act. Um, Ozark, uh, be prepared for just some shady-ass suburbanites. Nice. Um, mixed in with some Mexican drug lords. Perfect. Happy endings. Oh, one of happy endings. One of the greatest sitcoms of all time. This is a hill I will die on. It's got the cast is just perfect. It's perfect. perfect. Damon Wayans Jr. Um, let's see. I I can never remember this girl's name because she was in like one of the last seasons of Scrubs. Yes, Uh, Eliza. I love her. Yeah, Eliza Coop. And she always plays, she's always so good. Like, she's so sarcastic and so mean and just so great. I feel like her and Ellie from Cougar Town would really get along well. (laughs) See, now I'm I'm doing, like, fantasy crossover. Fantasy casting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Happy Uh, endings. And I will also recommend, if you like, you know, basketball and bad tv shows hoops hoops <laughs> is that the one where jake johnson is the voice yeah okay yeah he is uh he is just a terrible human being but he loves his team like there's a there's a gay guy on the team and they just treat him like he's I, that's what i love about the show they treat him like he's just like a normal dude so like yeah. one episode if they do hit so many shots in practice he was going to let the guys get a, a porn site subscription, <laughs> like using his credit card. Well, they hit the shots and they're like huddled around a computer looking at it. And the gay guy's like, but what about me, coach? He's like, oh, fine. Here, here's my credit card. Go nuts. Uh, whatever. Nuts with butts or whatever the hell you like. Like it, he treated them just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. <laughs> it's a That's terrible show. It's a mean show, but it's... I just love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I saw like one preview for it and was like, okay. And then just never saw anything for it again. Nobody I know watches it except you. So yeah, he yells you know, and curses out. everybody out so much. <laughs> it's just fantastic. But it's all for his guys. So That's what's up. Yep. Uh, my recommendations uh, always and forever will be Schitt's Creek. Uh, it just ended, what was it, last year, but a lot of people still haven't watched it. They people say they couldn't get into it from the first season, and I I could, but I recommend like just barrel through the first season. You need that information, and it only gets better after that. It was probably one of my favorite shows ever. Um, 
I just love it. It makes me feel really happy. And I just love these characters so, so much. My sister is right now watching it for the first time. And I was like, I'm so jealous of you that you get to experience this for the first <laughs> time. I wish I could be there watching it with you. That's funny. Uh, Carrie and just then my finished is, it today. She just finished it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So she good. was addicted to it. That's so yeah, good. She loved it. And she texted me today, like, I finished Shit's Creek. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let's start it again, right? Yeah. Uh, my other one is Sex Education. Uh, I think that not enough people know about this show. And I just, I will recommend it forever and ever. I can't wait for season three because it left on, season two left on a cliffhanger a little bit. But the, it's just, I don't know. It's just really well written, well acted um makes me want to travel a little bit <laughs> i'm just maybe that everything does just not my apartment is how i'm feeling these days so yeah Shits creek sex education for sure for sure uh so yeah So I guess we should probably go ahead and end this with what everybody came here for. The segment that brings the nation together, I would say. Absolutely. And that would be who we deem can get it. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Finally, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Um, so my can get it for this week is Dan Levy Levy from Schitt's Creek. Um, he is Eugene Levy's son. He's got big thick eyebrows. I just love him so much. I actually considered at one point, probably like a month ago, I was like, maybe I'll just start an Instagram fan account and be one of the, be one of those people. <laughs> Cause I just love him. I love him so much. And he was recently in happiest season on Hulu, which I watched. I liked it. People find it problematic and whatever. I liked it. It was a romantic comedy. I'm a sucker for romantic comedies. So that's that's my whole thing. All romantic comedies are pretty problematic. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just yeah. that. Um, but he's in that. I just love him. Uh, runner up would be Tom Ellis, who plays Lucifer on Lucifer. <laughs> it's like, I need a good runner up. Uh, he's tall. He's British. He's good looking. Um, so yeah, those are mine. Who can hashtag get it this week for you, Brian? Well, for me, this week, I have deemed, and this is going to be the nerdiest way that I think I've ever gotten to a hashtag can get it, uh, <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Uh, yes. She can hashtag get it. She's yes, uh, she on this season of uh, The Mandalorian. <gasps> yes, I, we just watched it uh, yesterday. Uh, I because it just came out on Friday. I, that's where I will stop. In case mm -hmm. anyone listening, see that's that's an acceptable spoiler alert right there. Exactly, it just it just came out, and it's less than Ex a week old. That's acceptable. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Rosario Dawson, and longtime fan of Rosario Dawson, like yeah. Clerks to Rosario Dawson, just Absolutely. just Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Okay, and uh, my runner up. Uh, sports uh, sportscaster Joy Taylor. 
She's a babe. She's gorgeous. But I don't know if you follow her on Twitter. I don't, but I knew who she was. Oh, she is ruthless. She (laughs) savagely tears people apart daily. Like one guy, like she posted some video talking about a game or whatever. And um, some guy like responded with, yeah, but you gained weight during COVID and blah, 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 blah. And she was like, baby, if I asked you to do anything with this cushion, you couldn't handle it. Yes, I love her so much already. Oh, and yeah, so all day, it's like just her, like just handing out ass whoopings. Like if you step up to the plate and get put down, because yeah, 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 Joy don't play them games. She's not one of those (laughs) where it's like, I'm going to pray for you or, you know, this is what, you know, and again, this is, let me just state this. Uh, This is not like if, you if a woman does go like this is what women go through post that's their right joy handles it a different way yep Uh, and her way is to look at their profile find things out about them and then make it personal with her insults oh she's my hero like one guy (laughs) one guy posted about her and she was like my face is literally your header (laughs) and it was (laughs) even better i love it so that's those are excellent choices yes well done well all right this has been another awesome episode of life is mild again i am one of your hosts sterling i am the other host brian (laughs) thank you all so much for listening Uh, See you in a couple weeks. Bye.